0: Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Recloseted Radio. This is a really juicy episode because I get super candid and super vulnerable with you about some of the troubles and challenges and pain points and lessons that I've learned through growing and scaling Reclosited to new heights this year, and I get really candid with you, so I'm really excited for you to go through this episode. And please let me know what you think. Before we dive in, though, I did want to say that we revamped our website, and I am so excited. I talk more about that in this episode, but I also wanted to say that as part of our website revamp, we now have an online store and shop. And so, if you want to check it out, it's just recloseted.com/shop. And we do have code podcast for this month for 10% off anything on our store except for the gift cards. So if you want to get the handbook for someone, we've actually revamped the handbook. We've redesigned it. And our recloseted handbook is really for someone that wants to become a stylish but also conscious clothing consumer. So if you have anyone in your life where you want to gently nudge them towards their slow fashion journey, make sure you send the handbook to them. You can also buy it for them if you want as well and use code podcast for 10% off on the shop. I have also just released my consulting intensives, which is a one-on-one 60 minute consulting session with me and we can tackle the challenges you're currently facing in your business so that you can get unstuck and go back on your merry way. If you sign up for this month only, you will be able to get 10% off the price using code podcast as well. And if you sign up, you don't have to use it this month. You can redeem it and validate it anytime throughout the year. So make sure you check it out. Our new website is just www.readcloseted.com. Same URL as always. And then if you want to visit the shop, just add a slash shop at the end and the link will also be in the show notes. I know it's been a while since we did a behind-the-scenes type podcast episode, so that is what this episode is going to be. And we're actually entitling this a new series, which is just called CEO Confessions. And if you are subscribed to our bi-weekly emails, you'll know that I have been writing the CEO Confessions once a month. And these are just emails where I share the real Raw all behind the scenes of running Recloseted, being an entrepreneur, and sharing my lessons and also my failures in hopes that it can also help you. We've had such positive feedback from these emails that I thought it would be really great for me to share some of these findings on the podcast as well. And if you aren't subscribed to our emails, you can sign up for the newsletter at recloseted.com email, and the link will also be in the show notes. We only send two emails a month, so we don't spam you, and we really aim to truly only send emails that you want to receive in your inbox and add value to your life. In this episode, though, I am going to be going deep and getting vulnerable with you. There's been a lot going on this year, and Coming into 2022, I think I had really, really high hopes about the growth and the scaling of Recloseted. And I think every single year, every business owner has the same hopes. And while we are definitely growing and scaling, it's not as linear as I thought it would be and I was I would like it to be. And I think that life often works that way. It's not a straight progression or a straight path there's often bumps and hiccups along the road and that's just inevitable but you need to be resilient and you need to continue to go at it and so in this episode I'm going to be talking about our growing pains I'm also going to be talking about our profitability or lack thereof as you will likely see from the title which is you know negative profit I'm also going to talk about letting go or firing team members and also burnout and overwhelm because it's definitely been a really interesting year so far. I will say it that way. And there's been a lot of challenges and a lot of growth. And with that, though, there is the other side of the hard work and the sweat and the tears. And not a lot of people talk about that. So if you're also going through something similar, Or even if you're just starting out and you want to be in a position in a year from now or three years from now where you are starting to grow and scale your company, I just want you to know it's not all sunshine and rainbows and just prepare you mentally because you may not have the exact same problems as me, but I do think you're going to face hiccups and I hope that some of my learnings and some of my thoughts throughout this process can be helpful to you. Before we dive into all the juicy updates, though, I did want to start off this podcast on more of a positive note and really take you behind the scenes and let you know about all the exciting updates at Recloseted Headquarters. So the first big exciting update is our rebrand. And I know I mentioned the rebrand in an episode a few episodes back, but we worked with my good friend Tiff Chang, and I will have her info linked down below, but she absolutely crushed our rebrand we are starting to work with bigger clients. We are starting to become more international and and really wanting to spread our brand awareness and create that cohesive brand, even though we have our Conscious Label Launcher product, which launches sustainable fashion brands and our Conscious Apparel Accelerator product, which scales sustainable fashion brands. And we have our sustainability consulting services. I really wanted to make sure that we had a cohesive brand and then individual brands for each of our products. And so this was a really big undertaking and I think Chef really knocked it out of the park and she killed it. And then in tandem with our rebrand, we also revamped our website and I am in love with our new website. I'm totally obsessed. I think it does a really good job of showcasing and communicating what we're about and also the services we offer, what we're trying to do, who we're trying to help. And the best part is, too, we put out so much free resources and content, and I felt like we didn't do a good job of presenting it and summarizing it and making it accessible. So now if you go onto our site, you'll see that we have resources to launch a sustainable fashion brand, to scale a sustainable fashion brand, and to convert your brand, so to make your brand more environmentally friendly. And so the resources links, I will share them now, but they'll also be in the show notes, is www.readcloset.com slash resources. And that page will give you an overview of all of our free blog posts, our free ebooks, and also our podcast episodes. And you can filter it by topic. So if you're just starting a sustainable fashion brand, you can filter it by, you know, you want to launch a brand or if you have an existing brand, but you want to make it more conscious, you can filter the topic that way as well. And then if you want to be really specific, I encourage you to go to slash start. If you are looking for free resources for your brand and you are just starting out and you want to launch a sustainable fashion brand, and then if you have an existing brand, but you're hoping to increase your sales and also scale and take it to the next level, recommend you go to www.recausator.com slash sales. And so we've grouped everything together to make it super easy for you to take advantage of these resources. So make sure you do that because our team spends a lot of time and a lot of energy thinking this through. And we really, at the end of the day, just want to help you and support you. And we are really honored to be a part of your entrepreneurial journey. And we are so grateful that we get to work with brands like yours and founders such as yourself that genuinely care about making an impact on the fashion industry. So make sure you check out our new site if you haven't already. It's just www.recloseted.com. And if you have any feedback, I'm all ears. On the site too, you can book a consultation call with me if you're interested in either launching your brand, scaling your brand, or converting your brand. And we can see if it's a fit to work together and what that may look like. The link to book a call is just recloseted.com call and it will also be in the show notes. So that is our rebrand and our revamp of our website. So those were two really big projects I had on for this past quarter. And the other thing that I'm really excited about is that we are starting to work with bigger brands. And... I have alluded to this on our social media platforms on Instagram and also on this podcast as well. But when bigger brands see the value and becoming more environmentally friendly, that's really exciting to me because they have such a big impact already with their production and their existing client base and all that jazz. So when they try to switch, that's also when we can make a big measurable impact in the industry. So that's been really exciting and really rewarding as well. And I do find that the conversations I'm having now versus three years ago versus five years ago, they're just so different. And I think that sustainability really is becoming table stakes. So it's super encouraging for us on this low fashion movement. And I did want to share that with you because I know a lot of the times it can feel really doom and gloom and like there's not a lot of progress going on. But as someone that's in the industry day in and day out, I do really sense a change and a shift, and that's really encouraging for me. And then the last exciting update is my focus for this upcoming quarter, which is a lot of traveling, a lot of networking, a lot of business development or sales, and then also A lot of development in general to really ensure that we're always on the pulse of the sustainable fashion industry. We keep up with innovations and trends and we can really deliver the best services for our clients. So what that means is a lot of traveling for me in the next few months. And while I am really excited for it because, you know, during COVID, like everyone else, I wasn't really traveling or going anywhere. And it'll be so nice to see some people in real life and start to meet people and mingle again. I am also really, I guess anxious is the right word, about all the traveling I'm doing because I know it can take a toll on the mental health and it can be really stressful. So I'm trying to just focus on traveling and networking and conferences in the next couple of months so that every single quarter I have this big focus and I know that that's my priority and I'm not going to try to worry about too many other things so that I don't come off scatterbrained and i'm not just feeling like i'm working on a million things at once i'm just really concentrating on what's at hand so in terms of travel i am about to leave for san francisco literally tomorrow so that'll be exciting we're doing like a family road trip i'm also meeting up with a couple of clients and meeting with a few potential clients in the bay area so that'll be really exciting and then i am flying to austin texas Never been to Texas, never been to Austin, but I'm really excited. I'm going there for a mentorship strategy day for Recloseted. I did a VIP strategy day with one of my mentors and I'm really excited because the whole premise of me going there is to really learn how to scale Recloseted to the next level. And I'm sure I'm gonna learn a lot. It was definitely a big investment and I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that in the growing pain slash negative profit section of this episode. And I'm really looking forward to seeing my learnings from it. And I will for sure share that in a future episode on this podcast. So keep an eye out. And then after my traveling in the States, I am also going to be attending the Material Innovation Conference. It is virtual and it's happening next week as I'm recording this episode. So I will be doing a recap after the conference just to report back on some of my key takeaways and innovations I think are really exciting in this space. So even if you can't make it or you didn't get your ticket, I'm hoping that I can also share some value with you there. And then after I come back from the States, I am home for about three days. I'm going to be packing, you know, trying to recalibrate, and then I'm going to be off to Europe. So I will be in London for a few months, but to start off with, we're going to do a couple weeks in London, meet up with clients, biz development, networking, all that jazz, And then I am gonna be going to the Global Fashion Summit in Copenhagen. And I am so excited because I wanted to go to this fashion summit since pre-COVID. And obviously it's been canceled for the last couple of years. And this is the biggest sustainable fashion conference in the world. And the topics that they're gonna be talking about and the speakers, I am so, so, so excited for. And I will be doing a recap episode as well. So stay tuned. I'm definitely gonna be sharing my learnings taking a lot of notes really soaking everything in so i will be talking about this on the episodes in the future and then i'm also thinking about doing a fun live journalistic type episode at the conference and kind of just chatting with people and if they're comfortable recording their thoughts on the sustainable fashion movement and what's happening in the industry so stay tuned for that as well and then after that i will be going to paris which i'm really excited about It's for my birthday, so it's more of a personal trip. But of course, we are also going to be meeting with a client and also trying to do some biz development at the same time. So yeah, there's a lot of traveling, as you can see. I'm literally going to be in five different cities in the next month which is crazy but again like super grateful that this is my job and I get to do this and I'm really really excited to be able to meet people in person and not just on zoom and I also got these new business cards that are made from recycled cotton old t-shirts which is really really cool and so yeah I have my business cards I have my itinerary all set up so we're excited and I'm definitely just going to stay hydrated make sure I'm sleeping a lot taking care of myself because that much travel Is going to be really, really hard on my body and also on my mental health. And so, if you're also starting to travel again for work, just making sure that you give yourself the leeway and the grace for that as well. And so, those are some of the positive highlights that have happened in the past quarter and I guess the first half of this year. And while it's super positive, I don't just want this podcast to be a highlight reel. So, As all of this is going on, on the surface, it may seem really glamorous or it may seem like things are going really, really well and we are going to new heights we've never experienced before, which I'm really, really grateful for. But like I alluded to at the beginning of this episode, it has come with its fair share of challenges and setbacks. And so I wanted to go through some of them today so that, again, you can feel like you're not alone if you're experiencing similar things. You can also hopefully learn from my learnings and from my mistakes so you don't have to go through the same pain points. And also just start a conversation amongst entrepreneurs to really realize that it's okay to be vulnerable and share your challenges and your pain points. And it's really important for us to actually do that because if we only share our highlight reels and you know our record-breaking revenue numbers or profit months or whatever the vanity metrics are, We can feel more and more isolated and we can just feel really bad about ourselves. So with that being said, let's dive into the first piece of, I guess, learning or topic I wanted to talk about, which is growing pains. When you want to get to the next level, you need to do things you've never done before. This, in theory, makes logical sense, but when you're going through it, it can be really tough. Because if you're doing things you've never done before and you've never experienced before, it's really overwhelming and stressful. Your body and your mind is really wired to really try to make you comfortable, right? And so if you are calibrated at a certain level, then your body is always going to try to recalibrate you back to that normal. But if you are, let's say, working harder or if you are trying to be more strategic or if you're trying to be more intentional in a certain area your mind and your body aren't going to be used to it at first it's going to take some time to adapt and that is just inevitable and what I've really learned is just to get comfortable in that discomfort and I know that people say that all the time but it's really true because with COVID I think i found myself getting really comfortable And just like staying at home and not really seeing people and really being an introvert. And it was really nice to have that period of quiet and slowing down to really rebuild some of our foundational items in the business and really focus on those things. But now we need to try to push ourselves and put ourselves out there again. So for me, I've really made it a mission of myself to just continue to challenge myself and I also have the personality where I feel like I go from zero to 100 really quickly and I like to just dive off the deep end and just throw myself into situations where it's like very sink or swim but that's not necessarily sustainable in the long run and definitely causes burnout so I'm really trying to be more intentional you know take more baby steps and not just jump off the deep end. So, if this is something that you're trying to do as well, like you're trying to grow, you're trying to do new things and push yourself, be it in your business or in your personal life, just be gentle with yourself and add things on gradually and don't just do just don't just go from zero to 100 like I did in the past because it's definitely going to burn you out and you're going to just probably revert back to normal and just take it as a failure and probably be a bit scared to try again. So, Take my advice, really step into it and work on things gradually. The other thing that I find people don't really talk that much about is when you're getting to the next level and when you're really laser focusing on your goals, typically they can be quite different from what everyone else is doing. And my mentor said this to me and it really resonated with me, but he literally said, if you want to be in the top 1%, You cannot do what the other 99% of people are doing, right? Let that sink in. If you want to be in the top 1%, if you want to be the best of the best in your industry, if you really want to enact change, you cannot do what everyone else is doing. Because if you just do what everyone else is doing, that's just the norm. That's just average. And it's fine to be average. But if you want to be different with your business, and if you want to actually enact change, you need to do something different right? Because if you do what everyone else is doing, it's just going to be the same. And that felt really validating to me because on this journey of the growing pains and doing things I've never done before and taking the business to new heights, I felt kind of alone because I was doing a lot of opposite things from what people around me were doing that were working a nine-to-five job or what my family traditionally wanted me to do. So, It felt really isolating because in my soul and in my being, I know what I need to do to get to where I want to go. But when you look around and everyone's doing different things, and even for my entrepreneur friends, we have different businesses and we have different goals. And even for you too, if you're starting out or if you have a business and you have other entrepreneur friends, you all have different goals and you all have different objectives. So if your top 1% and their top 1% is different, the journey to get there will be different as well. And so it can feel lonely and that's okay. I think it's just realizing that if you actually want to be the best of the best, you need to do different things. And it is going to be a bit lonely and isolating, but just knowing that that's what it takes was really comforting for me. And I find that, Knowing that also made it less lonely because I could still share with people and just say that, hey, you know, I'm not looking for advice. I just want you to know what I'm doing, know this is why I'm doing it, know where I'm going, and then that's it. Because before, I think if you're not coming at it from a place where you are really rooted in what you want and you know exactly what you want you can feel swayed and you can feel really pressured by other people's situations or other people's advice. But when you are so clear about what you want and you understand that you are taking a different path for a certain reason, it can really help you be more resilient to all of this. And so if you're also in a period of your business where you're trying to be in that top 1% and you're growing and you're going through this struggle and you feel really lonely and isolated, Know that you are actually not alone. There's a bunch of other people out there that are experiencing a similar thing, but just really get quiet, get really clear about what you want, what your objectives are, where you want to go, what you want your life to look like, and just really laser focus on it and know that if that's the life you want for yourself, you're going to have to execute with laser beam focus on what you need to do and not just think about what everyone else is doing. And I know it's easier said than done, but I really hope that that quote helps you. And I have it written out on a post-it and I have it stuck to my monitor so that I can see it every day because yeah, if you really do wanna be the best of the best, you have to do what people aren't doing and you need to really forge your own path. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about too is as you're growing, you are going to break things. That is inevitable. And I am definitely someone that's a perfectionist. And so when things don't work or when we aren't as efficient and our processes aren't amazing, I definitely freak out a little bit, but I've learned to just let go and accept it's part of the growing process. And so what I mean by that is, What was working for you when you first launched your business is not going to keep working for you as you continue to grow and scale. So as you launch, maybe you have a four figure business and then you grow to a five figure business and you develop some processes and then you get to six figures and you all of a sudden realize that all those old processes don't work. And so you're overhauling everything. And the exact same thing happens at seven figures when you reach a million, you know, like it's not going to be the same things. And I think that's the beauty of business because what is going to get you to point A to point B is not going to get you to point C, D and E. Because if you could just keep doing the same thing over and over again and just continue to 2x, 3x, 4x your revenue, it wouldn't be as exciting And I think true entrepreneurs really like, I guess I'm going to call it the game of success because it's like getting to the next level. You're going to have to try different things. You're going to have to be a better, different person. You're going to have to continue to add tools to your arsenal. You're going to have to continue to become a better and better leader. You're going to have to continue to be a better founder, entrepreneur. And I think that's what's really exciting because it kind of is like a video game and you level up and you continue to develop yourself. And so in that same vein and in that mindset, the same thing's going to happen with your business. Stuff's going to break and that's okay. You just need to be aware of it. You need to fix it. You need to think strategically about, you know, like what's not working, what needs to work in order for you to get to the next level and just accept that it comes with a territory and it comes with It just comes with a space. And honestly, if things aren't breaking your business, that just means that you're not pushing yourself and you aren't going fast enough. So when a mentor said that to me, it really reassured me because I just really felt like nothing in my business it just kind of feels like sometimes your business is a mess behind the scenes. And I know a lot of you can relate because I've talked to my other entrepreneur friends where it's like, you know, on the surface, everything looks great. But when you dig into things, there's always like little fires, emergencies, things everywhere. And you never get to a place where your business is a well-oiled, amazing machine. I mean, maybe you do when you're like a fortune 500 company and you have like a million employees. But I think even then those companies have their own things that they're struggling with as well. And so take comfort that it's never going to be perfect and just accept it. And for me, accepting that mess took me a while because I am such a perfectionist. I am quite OCD when it comes to certain things. I am very type A. And so it just took me a while to accept this. But the more you can accept it and go with the flow, the more I think you can really try to enjoy this journey and the leveling up in the video game. And in line with that, the last thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to growing pains is just the time it takes, right? Like externally, I just talked about our rebrand, our new website revamp, and the clients that we're working with and all these different things. But this took months, if not almost a year in the back end to fully put everything together. And a lot of the times as entrepreneurs, we'll have a vision in our mind and I find that patience is not our strong suit and that is also something I'm working on but we'll have a vision and then we want it like right and it it doesn't work that way like it takes time and so we can't just have things at the snap of a finger in a blink of a second it takes time and sometimes that distance between you knowing exactly what you want your business to look like and where you want to be to actually getting there can feel excruciatingly long But just know that it's actually the journey that is so rewarding. It's not just the destination. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but I've hit revenue milestones. I've hit personal milestones. And I always feel like reaching it is not as satisfying as I thought it would be because the whole time I'm just thinking about what it's going to be like when I get there. And then I don't even enjoy it. And I think about the next thing. And so really understand that things take time. Especially as you're growing your business, you need to set up your foundation and your processes and fix key things that have likely broken in your business. And that's okay, right? It's part of the process. And then just recognize that you need to have patience and enjoy the journey. Okay, so that was a lot about growing pains. And then the next thing I want to talk about is money. So I have done a bit of a clickbaity title, but it is actually not a clickbaity title. We are actually in the red this month and also last month, I think, as well. And the reason behind that is I have put a lot of money up front for all the traveling, all of the conferences, all of the mentorship, and all of the team expansions we're doing. And so because of that, it all hit this month and last month, and then a little bit on the month before as well, because I was pre-booking some things. And I rarely see red in our business, which I know is a very privileged thing to say. We are a service-based business, so our margins do tend to be better. I know for a lot of our clients that our product-based businesses It's tough, right? Like you have such high production costs and capital costs. And so I completely empathize with you. And I know I'm in a very privileged position to kind of be freaking out for a few months in the red, but. I do find that this process and this experience has taught me a few things. So this is also you because you're just starting out in your business or you just invest in a big production run or something's going on. I hope that that is helpful for you because when you are stressed out about money, I really do find that you can't be at your best strategically and you can't be the best founder. For me, what was really helpful was instead of avoiding looking at the numbers, which sometimes people with avoidant personalities, which is definitely me, tend to do, you really need to look into your numbers and know exactly what's going on. So instead of trying to avoid it, I became really aware of it and also really intentional with how we're spending our money. So we utilize Airtable at Recloseted. This is not sponsored, but we have a subscription base where I note down every single month all the different subscriptions we have, the contract dates, how much it is, et cetera, et cetera. And I looked at that and I cut some things and I rearranged some things so that we could save money. So that was one thing I did. I also looked at our forecast. So I know when our launches are. I know when clients are estimated to pay us, all this stuff. And so looking at that and planning things out also helps to reassure you because if you're just in a state where you're sticking your head in in the sand and you're not looking at how much money you're spending and when the money's coming in, you're just going to continue to feed that anxiety and that perpetual money stress subconsciously and that's just not healthy for you. So you need to look at your numbers. You need to know what's going on. And there were also a few mindset shifts as well that was helpful for me. So instead of viewing myself as going into a more quote-unquote cheap period or frivolous period, I am instead viewing it as a opportunity to just be a lot more intentional about how I spend my funds, both personally and also with Recloseted. And so for every single time I put my credit card down, I ask myself the following questions. First of all, what estimated return do I foresee from this activity? This is something I always ask myself, and I'm sure it's something you ask yourself as well. The second one is okay, if I don't see an immediate return because maybe it's a course or maybe it's a conference, the question would be will this benefit me as a founder from a development perspective? Because if the answer is yes, you can't really quantify that right now because for me at least, it's going to allow us to service our clients better and that's going to bring in future revenue. It's also going to allow us to set ourselves out from the competition, which again, is going to be really beneficial for future revenue. And then for me as well as a founder, it's really going to allow us to continue to grow and get to the next level in the video game. Because if you are the same person you are every single year, you're going to be the hindrance and the bottleneck of your company growing. So you wanna continue to make sure that you are improving yourself and developing yourself. Another question is, you know, will this allow us to better serve our clients and improve our client experience? For you, I know that you are a product-based business, so the same thing qualifies though, right? Like, will this allow you to better serve your customers and will this give your customers a better service so that they can come back to you and they will tell you to their friends and their families and really refer your brand? And then last but not least, this one's an important one, but will this save me time So I can spend my time on more revenue generating activities. I have talked about this on the podcast before, but your time as a founder is so valuable. You need to start rating your hourly rate at at least $200 to $500 an hour so that you can start to think about, you know, hey, does it make sense for me to be shipping out these orders? Does it make sense for me to be writing these customer service emails? Does it make sense for me to be in the DMs, DMing people for hours and hours every day? because at the end of the day, you only have 24 hours in a day and you want to make sure that you're spending it effectively. And then another thing I wanted to chat through is that at the end of the day, you do need to invest money to make money. And I know you likely know this, but The thing is, you do need to be, of course, smart with how you invest it. But if you think about it, there is literally no better investment than investing in yourself and in your business. And I personally cannot see a better way for me to spend my money than to invest it in myself and also into my dream and into something that I truly believe in. And if you won't invest in yourself, who will? right like no bank no investor no one's going to take you seriously if you don't even believe in yourself so make sure that when you're making those scary investments you think it through and you really see what the return and the ROI is going to be but you also have the courage to take the plunge and invest in yourself and your business because every single time i've made a scary investment it's really paid off and i've definitely seen 2x 3x and recloseted growth and even my personal growth So make sure you have the courage to do that because if you don't and you continue to play small, you're just going to stay small and you're going to stay stuck. So ask for help and make the plunge. And I think that, you know, again, you want to be smart with your money. You don't want to just be spending it willy nilly, but you want to make sure that you have the courage when the opportunity presents itself and you believe it's going to be helpful to you to actually dive in and take that opportunity. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to money is actually something a mentor of mine told me. And so he was talking about time horizons. He said that the most successful people he knows have really long time horizons, meaning that they're not thinking about the next month or the next quarter or even the next year. They're thinking 5, 10, 15, 20 years out. To illustrate this with an example, let's talk about my situation. So I've had a loss in the business for the past three months and while that's really scary, if I zoom out and I know from our forecast and from our plans, we're going to be making money by the end of the year and I know exactly what our plans are next year and in five years and in 10 years and exactly where I'm taking this company, then negative profit for three months is just a drop in a bucket and it's not a big deal. But I was really spiraling and really ruminating, if I'm being honest, and like freaking out with this. But he reminded me about the time horizon. And I was able to zoom out and realize that in the grand scheme of things and in the bigger picture, this is just a drop in the bucket and it's fine. And... I also realized that you need to have the stomach for running a business and you need to have the stomach for ups and downs of your finances and it doesn't make it any less scary but you need to again believe in yourself, you need to invest in yourself, in your business and in your dream because if you don't, no one else will and just at the end of the day know that you've been smart and you've been careful and you have planned for it and you will be okay. The other side note to this too is just obviously to have as much business savings or runway as possible so that you can go a few months without making a profit and be okay if you have that money in the bank. Okay, and then the next topic I wanted to talk about is letting go or firing team members. This one is really tough because I haven't really had the experience of doing that until this year. And I think it's really because I just didn't have, I hate this expression, but like, I just didn't have the balls to do it. If I'm being honest, like I am someone that doesn't love confrontation. I was such a people pleaser. I still am. I'm definitely a recovering people pleaser. And I used to really want everyone to like me. And so I just didn't have the balls to fire anyone until this year. And this one's really tough because I always say people management and being a leader is a two way street because if you have an underperforming team member, you also have to take responsibility. Did you make the right choice in hiring them? Did you take the time to onboard them? Did you give them the systems and the processes they needed to succeed? Did they understand what was expected of them? Did you communicate when mistakes were made and reset expectations? There's so many things that you need to take accountability for as a leader and you need to realize that for your team members to perform at their max potential, you need to equip them and you really need to make sure that they are set up for success. So long story short, I hired someone and within the first three months, I knew deep down that it wasn't the right fit. But like I talked about, I felt Bad. And so I kept trying to make it work. I tried to give different tasks. I tried to move her around. But at the end of the day, we are a small business that is rapidly growing. We're a startup. And like any startup in the early days, you need people that are a bit of a Swiss Army knife and they can roll up their sleeves figure stuff out and are a bit of a generalist versus a specialist because they can do a bunch of things and I think in the early days you don't have budgets to hire like you know an email marketing person like a social media manager and then like a content specialist you may you just have money maybe to do like a marketing manager and a social media manager and that's it right so you really need people that are team players. And I, not that she wasn't a team player, but it just, she just didn't have the skill set we needed. And I think that when we hired her, we had already outgrown her. And that's the thing about a fast growing company is that sometimes you can outgrow the people that you're working with because they don't have the skills and they don't have the expertise. And as you grow and as the growth is fast, there's some people that can grow along with it. And that's really rad and that's really cool. But Other times, there's people that don't grow along with it. And the more you let it linger, the more the business is going to be affected. And at the end of the day, I realized that I was putting my needs first before the business's needs because I just didn't want to have that uncomfortable conversation. And so the business was suffering and that's not fair. And as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, and as the leader of the company, that's not acceptable. I needed to put my big girl pants on and realize that I need to put my feelings aside and put the well-being of my business first. And so I don't want to talk smack about this person, but long story short, I was spending a lot more time fixing things, reviewing things, and it was becoming such an energy drain, time drain, and then I just felt so resentful and so stuck and so annoyed because I was like, This is not going the way I want it to. I am spending money on this and spending my time that I already don't have fixing all these things and I'm trying to do all these things and I just feel really stuck. But the solution was obviously just to have that conversation and let her go. So finally got the balls to do it at the beginning of this year and it was a difficult conversation for sure. But when I did it and when I finally said enough was enough and I went through with it, I felt so Relieved. I felt like a weight had been lifted. I felt like I could breathe. And, you know, when you know deep down someone is not the right fit for your company, you need to cut your losses and let them go. Of course, you're going to treat them with respect and you're going to do it in a really intentional and human way. But you also, again, like I talked about, you need to put your business and your brand first. You cannot be selfish with this. And just because you don't want to have a difficult conversation, just continue to let this happen. And the thing too is that of course it's sad and it sucks, but like I talked about a little bit already, you tend to start out with less experienced team members because you can't really afford people with super specialists or expert backgrounds at the beginning as you're a startup. And so as you grow in skill, you outgrow people and it's sad, but that's just the reality of a small, fast-growing company. And there's some people where you groom them and they eventually are able to continue to develop and grow with you, and that is amazing. But at the end of the day, one of my mentors also said this to me too, but if you are the smartest person in your business and you are teaching everyone and grooming everyone, that's fine at the beginning, but then you realize that the cap or the ceiling of how far your business can go ends with you. Because if you're the smartest person and you bring all the ideas and strategies to the table, your business can only go as far as you and your knowledge. And that's fine at the beginning, but if you're trying to get to the next level, you either need to continue to develop yourself and grow and learn, and or you need to hire specialists, experts, A-team players that can actually come to you, present recommendations, strategies, and actually you know, be able to bring something to the table so that the business doesn't just live and die with you. Like the buck doesn't stop with you. It continues to grow and you're no longer the bottleneck or the ceiling. And so that was also something that was really, really helpful for me because making those changes, it's tough. But when you again put the sake and the livelihood of your business first. It just really takes a lot of the stories and the spiraling thoughts out of it because this is supposed to be a very logical decision. But that being said, it doesn't mean that you can't deliver it with compassion, with empathy and with emotion. But just don't ruminate. Try not to spiral if you need to make those hard decisions. And the last topic I wanted to close out on is burnout. Because with everything going on, you can likely imagine that it has been quite stressful and quite overwhelming. And to be honest, I do feel burnt out, but it's not like a irreversible burnout that I used to have, where it's like I needed to literally take two to three weeks off. This is more, I would say, like a slow burn. And I think it's because I've been taking care of myself by like sleeping as much as I can, taking athletic greens, which again, not sponsored. I wish they would sponsor me. I'll have my like athletic greens code down below if you want to try it out. It's a really great vitamin that I take every single morning. They have like so many different vitamins. And then, you know, obviously exercising, doing all those things. But in this process, I'm also realizing that I cannot keep doing everything and I need to relinquish my control issues which i've talked about before but i'm definitely still working on that and so just continuing to like outsource and delegate and delete and defer if needed and another thing too is just being intentional with how much energy i am spending on things Because I've realized that I am very much a 110% type person. If you can't already tell, I'm very like all or nothing. And so when I do something, I want to make sure it's done really well. And I want it to be perfect because I have those perfectionist tendencies. And so because I know that, I try to pick a couple of projects on a quarterly basis, like one to two, so I don't put too much on my plate. Because before, I wouldn't limit it. And then I want everything to be done perfectly. And then I would just burn out because it's just not feasible. It's not possible. So like this quarter, we're doing the rebrand, we're doing the revamp of the website. And then next quarter, we're doing like the networking and the conferences and all those stuff. But I also have realized that I also pick these priorities every single quarter. And then for some of the other things, it doesn't need 110% of my time or my energy and like a 70% would probably suffice. So I'm also starting to identify those types of things so that I just am able to balance my energy and just be super intentional with how I'm spending it. The other thing we tend to underestimate too is just how draining certain relationships can be in our life as well. And so throughout COVID, I've definitely removed relationships from my life that just didn't serve me and was just taking up way too much energy. And I found that having deeper, more meaningful connections with my loved ones and with my really close friends really fuels me. And before, because I identify as an introvert, I would definitely just avoid human interaction altogether when I was burnt out because I was like... I need to recharge. I need to be by myself. But actually, I've realized that having like those deep, meaningful connections and conversations with my close, close, close friends actually re-energizes me in the situation. So it's really about, I guess we can say like, quote unquote, toxic people that just drain you and just, you know, you just like, you just don't need in your life right now, especially in this period. So you have a finite amount of time. You have a finite amount of energy, which is something I definitely learned the hard way. So you want to make sure you are spending it intentionally. And I am going to be getting advice on energy management and morning and evening routines as part of my mentorship session in Austin in a couple of weeks. So I will share any of my big takeaways in my CEO Confessions email newsletter probably in June. So make sure you are subscribed to our emails if you aren't already. It's again just www.reclausa.com emails. We'll have the link in the show notes. And then, yeah, I'm probably gonna wrap it up here. I've been talking for a really long time. So if you're listening right now, you've made it to the end. I really appreciate it. And I hope that this is helpful for you. I hope that in being so candid and vulnerable with you in this conversation today, even if you don't have the exact same problems as me, you realize that every single business and every single entrepreneur goes through challenges and pain points. And the key is that you pick yourself back up, you're resilient, you dust yourself off and you go again because that is so important. And I really have also realized kind of in that video game analogy when you're getting to the next level, if this was easy, it honestly wouldn't be nearly as fun or as enjoyable because if you could just continue to level up and level up and level up and you don't get to grow and you don't get to learn and you don't have that, I guess like that you don't get the tenacity and like the resilience in the process, I don't know if it would be as fun for me personally. And I feel like for true entrepreneurs, you probably feel the same way too. So in summary, if you're listening this far, I would love for you to actually take a screenshot, tag me and Recloseted on your Instagram stories, and just let me know what your favorite takeaways were. You can also send us a DM privately as well. I would love to hear what you're going through. I would love to hear from you. I really genuinely care so much about our community and our podcast listeners, and it's just such an honor and such a privilege to be able to help support you as we all work towards the same mission of writing the harmful fashion industry. So I know I've been talking a lot, but I want to hear your feedback. Did you like this type of episode? If you did, I will definitely do more in the future. And I will probably have different problems and a whole different slew of things to talk about next time. And so, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up here. But thanks so much for listening. And I hope that this was really helpful for you. And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.